tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! All right, we're starting today's show off on a very somber note. Everybody hurts sometimes. Everybody on American Crime hurts all the time. Guys, it is. We apologize. We start a little bit later today, but um, we are happy that you are joining us for season two American Crime After Buzz recap. Episode 9, um, I'm your host, Erica Renee Davis. You can find me on Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, at Erica Renee D. I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social media at Erica J. A. Y. E. Green. Hey, guys, and I'm Joshua Johnson. You can find me on social media at JJ the Talented. <laughs> and um, as you guys can see, we're missing a couple tonight. I think last night's episode just did everyone in emotionally. That's why Nick and Johnny could not be here tonight. Mm. Um, so, but thank you guys for watching. Okay, a lot to talk about. Let's let's jump right in. Um, this episode for me, I would like to call it Dog Eat Dog. Mm. This is the Dog Eat Dog episode. Um, that's how I would characterize it. I think for the first time, we saw every character go out for him or for herself. And that, to me, is a, a storyline that hasn't been as consistent. There's been there's been characters who've been empathetic, there have been characters who've been scared, there have been characters who've been bullied. This episode, everyone was out for him or herself. Erica, Josh. Yeah. No, definitely true. <laughs> yeah. um, especially, you know, in my opinion, especially the women in this episode, mm -hmm. they really showed some, like a side I hadn't seen before for all of them. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, whether it was Leslie, whether it was um, the, the girl who set the guy up at the other high school and the, yeah. the board meeting mm -hmm. um and then uh, like eric's mom eric's mom yeah yeah mm -hmm. um who there's a couple more uh but yeah it was crazy effie effie was like effie. i'm not make my money oh and yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah get it. i'm not mad at you the thing that really hit me was like <clears throat> the real like being realistic yeah and that's why I appreciate what Effie was saying. She was like, I have to look out for myself. Mm -hmm. You lied about yeah. this. You lied about that. We still really don't know what happened. I mean, he said that this is what happened, but he looked a little unsure. But, you know, he's a little out of it right now. Taylor. Yes. Taylor is, yes. So, okay. Okay. Oh, so, the, oh, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead, Josh. No, no, no. So, the episode starts off with, uh, we see Sebastian. And we talked a little bit last week about why is Sebastian coming? Like, if he's if he is uh, an internet um, vigilante justice type character, why can't you just do that? from hundreds and hundreds of miles away. And I think someone on the panel last week said, oh, he wanted to meet her in person. But I think this episode, Eric, you're shaking your head. I think this episode, we saw the relevance of him being there. You're shaking your head, you disagree. The relevance, we saw that what he's really after. He literally, well, his quote was, pay attention to me. You're going to see what I'm gonna do, pretty much is what he said. So I was like, in the beginning, I was like, no one does anything just to be doing it because I'm so kind and I care about these people. He's obviously one of those lonely, internet people who oh. are trying to get some attention and people do that on the internet these days we all know that they start fights they they harass people they do anything they can
can to get attention. And that's what it's looking like. What he's doing. I mean, huh. from what he said to the um, reporter, why are you calling up a reporter? You're doing something illegal. How smart is this? He's telling everybody, trying to get into girls' panties and stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. using this. I'm like, he's doing way too much. Okay. Way too much. So, right, I thought the reason he showed up is because... Um, <clears throat> Taylor's mom wouldn't talk to him on the phone. She wouldn't talk to him on the phone. She would not. I think she hung up on hung yeah. up in his face a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that that was his motivation for going. But at the same token, like you say, Erica, like why why is he like what is his motivation? Why is he so hell bent on helping yeah. Ann and Taylor? Because as you said, no one does anything for free. No. Like what what is he doing? Is he is he there to try to like you said? try to sleep with random women? Is he there? Who I don't know. It like, was so uh, odd I mean, to me. Like, why are you, you're going around, like, if I'm going to do something because I'm so bent on helping someone out, I'm not going to go around and spread it around, Even especially if it's illegal. He's meeting up with women in chats and stuff, telling them about it. I just thought yeah, it was the yeah. oddest <laughs> thing. I was like, this is weird. Okay, look, Leaving his daughters and stuff to go meet up with women. I'm like, this guy is obviously... Can we talk a little bit, though, about vigilante justice? Because Sebastian keeps telling anyone who will listen that, do you think the police officers care? Do you think that, you know, police officers can't even stop the the neighborhood crackheads on the street? Mm -hmm. What makes you think they can stop me? He talks about that, and he talks about um, how, this quote, this episode was, blacks used to not be able to vote, gay people used to not be able to get married, so even though what I'm doing is illegal today, what what makes that... What means that that doesn't mean it's going to be illegal forever. Right. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on how he compared how certain things used to be illegal, but they're now legal, to what he's doing on the internet? Well, the one thing that came to mind was I, there was a lot of illegal activity going on between everyone trying to fix the problem, but only making it worse. You have um, Kevin's dad mm-hmm. bringing up all that information stuff. The mom with the drugs and stuff. Mom and now she's drugs. trying to cover it up. Well, it's just mm-hmm. illegal ac- activity everywhere. So it's just, when what point do you say this is not right? Even though you think you're doing it for the good of mankind or whatever mm-hmm. in his mind? Because I'm really, I think he's off. Like, a little bit off. If y'all don't see in his eye. Yo, definitely. Okay. Yeah, but, but then again, like, crimes against blacks and gays is, what you know, is against human rights. Okay. It, it, you can't compare that to going out of your way to harm someone else through vigilante cyber justice. It's not the same thing. See, and I don't know, and that's interesting because the girl in the bar to whom he said that said the exact same thing that you guys are saying. But, I mean, think about the the group Anonymous that's always going on Twitter and hacking like Klansmen groups or hacking terrorist groups. And what they're doing is illegal too, but they're doing it with the the heart of intentions, the intentions of solving the problem. So you have a problem with Anonymous groups doing that on Twitter? It's not that, it's and I think I spoke to this before. What to po- to what point does does someone say like we can't fight evil with evil? Okay. Let's, okay. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not even saying like turn a cheek. Yes, that school was up to like some some iffy stuff, yeah. but it's just like that wasn't the solution. Okay. You see, Anne was like, I need more. I need so more. So you start evil, you have to do more evil. Okay. So and then you're gonna get caught. So okay. what what is the cycle? It doesn't make sense. Obviously, he's not thinking this through. See, I, I think he has thought it through. I, I just think he's completely determined. I think he's completely determined well, to he, he, put his own agenda. He's justified it with himself. Yeah, he's like, justified it, for yeah. sure. Okay, so Taylor and Ann. Um, 
the quote from Taylor that stuck out to me the most was his very first line where he says, my whole life has been a problem. And then a little bit later in that conversation, the was it a counselor or was it a parole officer that he, that Taylor was talking to at the beginning of the episode? I thought it was his legal counsel. Oh, yeah, his legal counsel. Um, so the, the counselor says, that's self-pity. Mm-hmm. So Taylor keeps talking about my mom. They were dragging my mom through this. Tell her it's over. Tell her to let it go. His whole life has been a problem. Do you think that's self-pity or do you think that that that's really Taylor's psyche? Hmm. To me, it just rang as self-pity just for the fact that's a lot of people's, and I'm not trying to say anything about people who commit suicide, but that's kind of like their notion mm-hmm. in their mind when you read up on some of the stories. Even when you just Google it, a lot of those stories come up and people just feel worthless and mm-hmm. useless. And like a burden. Obviously, yeah, 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 that's where he's at. He's in a prison. He's a young boy, and that's obviously how he's feeling, but that's been his cop-out the whole entire season. Mm-hmm. Is that, oh, all of this happened because his mom. And yeah, it kind of did. If she stopped in the beginning where where he was like, hey, I don't want to go any further with this. Would he be in jail? Would it even got to the shooting? If she had kind of just listened to him and stopped pursuing it? Yeah. Was my question. I kept thinking. I was just like... He has a point, but then you, he was trying to put all the blame on her. He, I think so, and that's what I, that's what we were saying earlier in the in the season. I I kept saying, ah, oh, he keeps talking about his mom. He keeps like projecting. At what point do you, Taylor, take responsibility? I know a lot of you guys in the comment section say, oh, he Erica, he's a seventeen year old kid. He's a kid, but at some point, I had two jobs when I was seventeen, so okay. I don't know what that. That's not that much of a kid to me. I'm I'm sorry. Kids are grown these days. They you are know? grown. Their kids looking out for their families, raising the other children, you yeah. know, we got to do what yeah. you got to do these days. And he's a, he's a little sheltered. I mean, we see, we see that see. obviously mm-hmm. by the mom. So. Josh, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say that line of thinking for him didn't just start now. It started way back when, when he was younger and having to be, you know, shipped off to another family while his mom was taking care of problems and different, you know, scenarios with his mom and thinking that, oh, maybe it's my fault. Now, I can certainly see that, you know, how a kid, you don't know really how to rationalize things when you're a kid. You don't mm-hmm. know the, the overall picture. You just kind of see what you see and you feel how you feel. But back then he probably thought like, oh, you know, maybe it's my fault my mom's not here right now. Maybe it's my fault, you know, this or that. So, and it's just carried on with him throughout it the has. rest of his life thinking that, you know, everything is because of him. So if he gets rid of himself, then, you know, his mom will be okay. His mom will be okay. And speaking of his mom, mm-hmm. Anne is very adamant in this episode that Taylor needs to be known for being more than just a shooter. Now, as a mom, you empathize. I mean, we're not moms, but, you know, as a person with a heart, you empathize. You don't mm-hmm. want your child to go down in history as being just known for this most heinous act ever. But how far do you think Anne should keep trying to push people to get to know Taylor? Like, is it even worth it to anyone else to get to know Taylor past him killing someone? I wondered that too. I wondered what her end game was. Was it to get Taylor off? Because I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I don't really see him coming back from this and you know something happening in the legal system to say, oh, well, you know, you were just defending yourself or, or whatever, or insanity. I just, you know, when she said that, I wondered, you know, where was she going with this? How far should she go? I think she'll go however far she feels like she needs to as a mother. And she won't stop until at least Leland, you know, their name is dragged through the mud and, you know, they have some of the responsibility and and everyone else involved, especially the coach's daughter. I mean, she's probably going to bring that out with the drugs and everything, so... 
I think she'll go as far as she needs to. How you feeling about Anna Erica? I don't know. I'm questioning a lot of the parents' motives, especially after Coach Dan's little speech. I'm just like, I really thought from last episode, I thought Coach Dan, y'all was like, man, he's in the game now. Mm-hmm. He's caring about the students. Maybe he's, he's been awakened. He's He sees what's really going on. But after his speech, I'm just like, everyone, all these parents are really out for themselves. You have Eric's mom who's off her rocker. She was like, oh, you you are not this and that. You're the mom. Yeah. So I don't know. Now I'm kind of questioning his and motives. I'm like, what's you should be all about your son right now. Mm-hmm. Like he is, I mean, I can't fathom how he might, how he must feel right now. Sitting up in jail, you're only 17, you haven't even finished high school. Your life is ruined. Yeah. But you're, st- you're. I mean, you're steady going after the wrong side of this. Okay. You need to totally be an emotional support system right now. Getting his story out, yes, it, it's important because you know you get judged by society first and that does help in the court. We see, we see it all the time. But well, I, she she still sees her son, even though he's the shooter, she still sees him as the as victim. As a son, yeah. yeah oh, exactly. as a victim, yeah. yeah as a victim. And so we saw she's going to try to make him the victim however she can and, and, and make that be the, the bigger story is my son is the victim in all this. And yeah. There's a reason why he did what he did because he's a victim. And we saw that last week when we were watching the snippets of the teachers from Columbine and the mothers mm-hmm. who had kids who committed suicide and then even some of the kids who did their um, their little vignettes, well, say kids, but teenagers, young adults who did their vignettes mm-hmm. for last week's episode. And you see the teachers say, you know, I, I, my child wasn't killed in Columbine, but I was a teacher who taught a kid who was a murderer. Mm-hmm. And so we saw the different angles and the different facets of how everyone is a victim so Josh yeah I mean, he definitely killed Wes and without I can't say without reason but kill, ha, when is killing justified that's another conversation for another day but I understand why why, why Ann wants her son to be a victim too because he kind of is a victim mm-hmm. or not, not, not of getting murdered Josh mm-hmm. you're like no <laughs> you're like no no no, no I, that's yeah. what I was saying to a certain extent to a certain extent yeah. Okay. I agree with that to um, a certain extent, but it, it's her treating him like more like a baby. Yeah, like a baby. Well, no, it's that's being a crutch it, to him. It's not going to help. It's to the extent that she doesn't. I mean, she's she's looking at her son like everyone else is looking at her son like this guy's some crazy kid who went to shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. But she's really trying to paint the picture that there was, you know, he didn't go out set out to do that. Well. He did, but he did. Yeah. How, however, but what, it, that there was a reason for it. There yeah. was an, a re- and she believes that she can kind of justify his shooting through saying like he was like because of all this. Because of all this, he this was happened. he was driven to that. Let's move on really quickly to um, Becca, Dan, and Steph. Now you were saying that last week, Erica, you felt like Dan was in the game. I kind of still feel like he's in the game. I, my note about Dan this week is Dan is turning into the hero. Um, he tells Becca um, when she says, "Oh, I'm hero. sick." That's strong. Uh, bear, bear with me. <laughs> bear with me. So Becca says you're not going to school, and Dan's like you're going to school, and Steph is saying the wife is saying oh she might really be sick. I was really proud of Dan in that moment because I was proud of Dan. Eric, you're shaking your head at me. I was proud of Dan because at the beginning of the season, Dan was very fair weather. Mm-hmm. He wavered. Okay. Yeah, like okay. very dopey. <laughs> but he's all of a sudden grown this big pair of balls, and he's not letting Becca dictate um, what's going on in the household, especially on the heels of the fact that he found out she's a drug dealer. I appreciate <laughs> that. Like, you you made your mistake. You take your butt to school. You face the music. I like that. Dan is feeling himself. Okay. Between that conversation between him and Eric... Okay. Do you uh, can you can he even begin to understand what Eric is going through right now? To sit here and try to make it about him. Well, what about my family, oh, yeah, Eric? My family. I'm yeah. sitting here like this 
is a young boy sitting here trying to tell you he can't deal with this right now. And you're just like, oh, what you think about me? Yeah. I, I, that was, I was just, I, I think I got up on that part. It was like, man, I'm done. I think I just threw my hands up at the screen. No. Like, damn, get out of here. Yes. And then the whole thing with his daughter. I have to give mad props to Regina um, King's character because she's the only one who's like, we have to just listen to our child. Let him come to us and just listen. No one has done that. You know, very few times in the whole season okay. as a parent sat down and tried to listen. Dan is not trying to hear his daughter. Your daughter is, is going through something traumatic. See, I, I, I feel... And so. you, I, I've been Josh, to school go ahead, where, go. I went to a school where people died like once a year. They called it suicide high. What? My high school. And just the... the to be in that atmosphere, it's it's hard. Even if you didn't even know the person well, if even if you just had a class, to be a kid and lose someone in your class, yeah. it makes it so real to you because you're like, that could have been me. Yeah. I'm that age and this person is gone. This person's life is ending. So you have to be so sensitive to that. And he wasn't. He was just kind of like feeling himself to okay. me. I'm sorry. So Dan what is that she's himself. going through? Is the fact that someone in her school died? Is the fact that this. she feels like she contributed to it? Yeah, she's part. Not only, I mean, uh, again, you know, this is where I would say they, they are young-minded and they are kids. She was part of the predicament. She, you know, Sold ate it the with drugs, the drugs yeah. and stuff. So she's probably dealing with that guilt. Guilt okay. can eat somebody up. So what if, you know, she went to school and things blew up or whatever, something else happened? You know, you just never know. You should give her the time that she needs. She just lost a classmate. Like, why push her to go back to school? Like, you saw what happened with the other kids, Eric and them, he left. Like, everybody, they're not handling it well. Oh, they're, okay, they're not handling it, but but is is handling it running away from it and and that's that's why I was proud of Dan for saying go to school and he said Dan said to Becca I will come in I will check on you I'll make sure you're okay throughout the day I'm going to be there with you so yeah maybe they could have more one-on-one counseling sessions outside of having the blow up in the family living room mm -hmm. but I, I still stand by that take your butt to school you want to be a drug dealer you take your butt to school. Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep cutting <laughs> you, you off. No, no. You, you, you covered it. You covered it. <laughs> I was just going to say, what was what was the deal with, with Steph, though, and, and going to Anne? And so so let, let's talk about Steph. So Steph, guys, goes to, to Anne's house. And when she walked, when she started talking to her and confessed that, um, that Becca sold the drugs, I thought to myself, this is the most, this is the dumbest right. mother Why would she go ever. and throw, basically throw her daughter under the bus? <laughs> was it, was she trying to just be honest and well, come clean? I think or, that was part of it. You, you know teach her daughter or something? Or well, at, at the end of that scene, she she switches it. She switches it. These women in this episode, like the way she switched that, like that. So I think I think that she I think Steph went to Anne with the intent of trying to you know be mother to mother, heart to heart. Both of our kids are in a world of hurt and a world of trouble. Let's 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 commiserate. Like let's commiserate as mothers who want to protect our children. But then when Anne was like, "Dude, get out of my house," <laughs> Steph was like, "You know what? My child is not in jail. As a matter of fact, since your child is." Is in jail. Shoot. I will make sure he stays in jail forever and tell everyone that he was high. Yeah. So I think that that scene turned beautifully. It was tragic. It was a tragic scene, but mm -hmm. in a beautiful way. Yeah. But or, or was it the fact that she went there to kind of to tell Anne the truth, but to kind of say, okay, now I've told you this, but please, can, can you keep my daughter mm -hmm. out of it? Can you keep this to yourself? I, I'm telling you, mother to mother, because I think you should know. But let's not put that in the mix. 
But let, let's not reveal that information. But I want you to know. Yeah. No, she definitely went over there to try to do something. She's like, I'm not going to sit back anymore and let Dan act like he's doing all the stuff. So you think it was about Dan, Erica? I, I mean, I think it was about a lot of stuff. Why she take the pictures over there? I mean, it, I don't know. It was just what, what was her initial motives for it? But I know that she knew that if this didn't go my way, I have something else. I have something else in my bag. You know, mm -hmm. this is not if she doesn't want to do a heart to heart. Well, I'm gonna pull this out on her. I think she definitely went over there calculated because we don't she think did. of her like that. I, I don't know if y'all do. I don't Not see really. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I see her as like, okay, well, can you move yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, it was a changing game for, for her. But I mean, yeah. I, I think that in that thing. moment, we we really saw the mama bear mm -hmm. come out, just as we've seen with Ann, just as we've seen with Terry, and I'm gonna say even Leslie, even though Leslie doesn't have kids, like the high school is her, her that's her kid. I'm not saying the kids in the high school are her kids, but the high, <laughs> the high school, school itself, yeah, the high I school that, and yeah. the, the prestige, like that yeah. is her baby. So yeah. we've seen every mother in this season protect her kid, protect her baby. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time we saw Steph do anything that was as strong and as determined yeah. as she did in that and that scene. Oh, you know, I it was, it was shady as hell. But Steph, I give you props. Yeah. But it was no. good. It was likely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was it was excellent. Okay. Um Kevin, Terry, Michael. Thoughts on thoughts on this family? Kevin, Terry, and Michael. You I got nothing. Kevin Come on, Josh, you got something on Andre no, 3000. I, okay, so <laughs> So okay, so my theory was kind of thrown out the window that Kevin See, I kind of thought that Kevin might be curious. I'm not gonna go okay. out and say. We still curious. don't know though. Okay. But he, but it looked like when he had a conversation with Eric in the episode that, because he was like, you didn't even tell me you were gay. So I felt like, because originally I thought that there might be something between them, but yeah, there's not. Comments about yeah, it. but clearly there's not. Yeah. Because they, you know, they, I think they're just friends. And because he at that moment he said I I didn't know why didn't you tell me you were gay I it was just genuinely like I thought we were friends why couldn't you even tell me this thing so that's what I think about Kevin but the fact that they went to um, the police I mean they're just looking out for their son like yeah. they did before I'm, poor Kevin <laughs> he just keeps keeps getting caught up in the middle of that's like no he did not go out and really tell them to go beat him up but he did kind of imply he implied that he needs that he need to but the, you can't be held responsible for that and I hate that I he, don't gets, think so he keeps getting put in these situations where it's just like I did this little thing and it's like oh I put the party together and had some liquor and now I'm the one that's in it you know yeah. it's just crazy how he gets keep getting the blame on it but big ups to him for like admitting to everything I was like really proud I was like okay that's that was really big of him to like come out and be like hey you know this is what happened the whole team is falling apart over yeah. it yeah I just thought that was crazy what one guy beating them up over you beat somebody up what True. you mad about oh I did it for you I did it for you so I'm yeah. like what's going on with that <laughs> right okay. that was kind of thank yeah, you I had the same thought <laughs> what you was did. he gonna like, do thank you. you for that um, thank but, you for beating his ass thank but then you. Kevin Kevin because he provided the alcohol yeah. and the drugs He's got a lot of responsibility. He's very culpable in this. And, you know, Erica, you you yeah. said that Kevin, you know, went to the police and he kudos to him for speaking up. But mm -hmm. Kevin's been trying to speak up since episode one or two mm -hmm. where he tried to give Eric the last shot and where he asked his parents to help Eric's dad out because he didn't have any money. So I think Kevin's character has consistently tried to do the right things. Although, on the flip side, mm -hmm. he has kind of spoken out of both sides of his, of his neck as when he was venting to those at, to the, the basketball team who mm -hmm. eventually went up and beat um, Taylor up that caused Taylor to go west. So all I'm saying is that Kevin's motives or Kevin's actions to go to the police 
he's 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 that's that's kind of in his thing. Yeah. But Kevin's got me confused. It's interesting to me how they have so much allegiance to him. Like he is just like a, a god to these people. I'm just like, why would you go beat somebody up? Just because it's high school. Was, no. No, no, it's high school. These are kids. No, no I'm no. not gonna get in trouble just because somebody was like, "Oh, this guy made me mad, and he a bitch. He bitch made." But, I'm like, yeah. but but hold on. Know. But if it's, a, it's a captain. Okay, so captain of the cheerleading team, captain of the football team. Like, the, like those people are the 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 nucleus or what's the the, the plural of nucleus? Nuclei. <laughs> Nucleuses. They're the like they're the nucleus of their respective squads. So when you're in high school and you're 15. 16, 17 years old, you want to be in good with the captain of the dance team, of the, the cheer team, of the football team. You do. I'm not saying every single person thinks this way, but obviously these kids at, at Leland are succumbing to groupthink in a major way. So I get why they would go try to do something to please Kevin. Well, for the show's sake, why did they put so much emphasis on it that we do this stuff for you, Kevin. You know, like, I'm just like, mm. And then when we had um him here, the, um, Trevor, Trevor. Yeah. When we had Trevor here, when I asked him about that, because we had some comments on the thing saying maybe he had some partake in something at yeah. the party, he was kind of like, um, I don't know. you know, he was like, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't I was really like, say. I was like, okay, okay, okay. He was acting. I, can we please give kudos to the actors? Yes, again, the again. kids. I'm like, they're killing this. They are. They are. They just shivers. Mm -hmm. Oof. I just get shivers. So let's move from the kids and talk about Leslie a little bit. Now, Leslie talks about how she, and she, like, Felicity Huffman's performances are just, they blow everything out of the water. It's just phenomenal. Like, if you're, just to watch, it's like watching art on screen every single week. She says that she feels like she's being used as a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, (laughs) (laughs) she from day one has made sure there's a paper trail of her innocence. Mm -hmm. And I think we have talked about this throughout the weeks. Everything was very calculated. Everything was very thoughtful. She knew that she was there that school for a purpose. And the purpose was to keep the facade and the politics of everything together. Mm -hmm. And when she was talking about being used as a scapegoat, I kind of felt sorry for her. Really? Kind of felt sorry for her. She's the queen of conniving and calculation. I'd find it hard. Leslie for president. Leslie for president? Yes. She can twist it. She She can can twist the situation. Game. Yeah. That's game. See, That's what she has. No empathy for Leslie. No, she doesn't need it. No, she doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> need it. And, the, and what you said about her, Leland being her baby, I, that was totally correct. I could see, like, if Leland ceased to exist, so would Leslie. Okay. I think if that school went down, then she would have no more reason to exist. I, I don't know if it's so much Leland. I think she's worried about her reputation, her status. You know, she was like, I don't want to be pushed out. You know, she if I leave, I want to leave on my own merit. And I can see Leslie being that type of person. I'm sure she could do what she does mm-hmm. anywhere. Because she does that. Oh, she point. does it very well. Yeah. She stood up Good at point. the end and was like, anybody, um, any nays? Oh, I didn't think so. That's what she pretty yeah. much was like. She did. Done. Dropped the mic and walked off. I was like. Um, this is now call me crazy. I know you guys are gonna call me crazy. Y'all, y'all have already called <laughs> You're me crazy. Crazy, Erica. I'm crazy. <laughs> the reason I feel empathy for Leslie is because she has assumed this role of being the head bitch, and in assuming that role, she has obviously detached herself from all of her emotional relationships or friendships, and she is now an island. Like she is isolated from the ability to be sensitive to people's needs and thoughts and and desires and she has lost all reasoning now as an adult that's that's totally her fault for mm-hmm. letting herself become detached but i 
whenever I look at athletes or celebrities and the stuff they go through, like when Britney Spears went crazy, like what, mm-hmm. five, six, seven years ago, well, like we all picked her, but she was, she was a lot, a lot of her craziness was because we were like kowtowing to her, buying her records, making her this super millionaire at 18 years old. I, I feel like we put so much pressure on people to succeed and to be better than the average person. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they had their downfall, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, look at you, you suck. Look at you, you're a bad person. Well, Leslie's the person that she is because of the donors. Like the donors want, wanted her to have this school at the forefront of everything that meant affluence in that community. And all she was doing was her job. The first time you, when you have big money behind you, the first time that you are, that you fail, then all the money's gone, all the donors are gone, all the support is gone, your your livelihood is gone, your prestige is gone. So she became a product of these million dollar donors and backers. But That's why I feel empathetic for, but empathy a smart for her. But person knows this going into it. That's why I have to be on the other end of okay. what you said about celebrities. I can't feel sorry for them. You know this going into the game. Oh my gosh, I don't want this fame. I want to be able to go to the store. Fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what you signed up for. I, okay. I hate the complaints. You know how many people are waiting to take your opportunity? Those people were waiting to take Leslie's, um, I'm not Leslie. Yeah, Leslie's Leslie, job. Yeah. They was lined up. Okay, we had you out. Um, she was like, no, I know what, I, she knew what she signed up for. She was holding on to it. So when that whole celebrity thing, when people go, D- you know what you came, you know what okay. you're doing. You you wanted the fame. You wanted the money. But if you can't handle it, then you might need to step down. See, and Leslie was like, I'm not stepping down. Okay, that's what I'm so saying. So it's See, fight I, or flight. I think Leslie can handle it. And she knew how to handle it, which is why she created that paper trail. She did that. Had so, it ready. She, so I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I sound like I, I'm on the side of the villain here. But all I'm saying is that if you're going to be the, the head bitch in charge, if you're going to be the bad person, then have have your stuff tight on paper. And Erica, don't tell me she didn't already have that stuff ready while all oh. of this all of this mess was going on. She was like, not worried about it. Let me get my let me keep oh, my yeah. stuff yeah. straight. Come on now. She's like 15 page deposition. Sign anybody else. I was like, OK, that, that I mean, you can't be mad at her. Yeah. yeah. That type of person would make sure they had everything in its place <laughs> and ready to go when the opportunity shows itself, for sure. She did that. Okay, so our favorite storyline. I wish we had some some theme music for this storyline. The Marshall storyline. Um, <laughs> oh, you're being sarcastic. Yeah, well, I just got that. Listen, here's the thing. You guys all out there know how I feel about this storyline. Yeah. But I can honestly say this week was the very first week that it was starting to make sense to me. Make sense how? Like that it tied into the I got overall it. No, this story? Is the first week, yeah. No, I get it. I get where Erica's on. So, so I I wish I knew the girl, the the lady's name, the like, yeah, Tina's lady name. Yeah. But the um the woman who's counseling Dixon to do the right thing and to tell mm-hmm. the truth and to see from another perspective. To me, the whole Marshall situation ties in. Josh, just shaking your head. No, no, you, you're, you're she, what? she wasn't counseling him. She was she was setting him up. We don't know though. She was setting him up. We don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? She she clearly said you know, everybody has an agenda and she had an agenda. Uh, um, she, no, but no. Go ahead. Okay, I, I okay. Cut you off. I just no. It's okay. It's okay. So this is this is my perspective on the Marshall situation. I think that this whole Thurgood Marshall story is to teach us to see things, to see situations from various perspectives past our own biases. And I know it sounds like so simple, okay. but I think that's that, that's what it is. She kept telling him, you. You know, you didn't even, after you heard the N-word, you weren't even trying to see or hear anything else. You weren't even trying to see or hear that Evie had been sexually assaulted. You know, you weren't even trying to see or hear what what else happened to provoke the, Lat- the Latino kids mm-hmm. to beat up the black kid. And 
I think that that storyline challenges us to say what 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 am I biased about? Um, you know, what what are my prejudices? Am I prejudiced against blacks or Latinos, against whites? Am I prejudiced against rich people? Am I prejudiced against white people? Am I prejudiced against transgenders, women, whatever? And if a situation is thrown at me, let me not just look at it from how my biases, you know, make me look at it. Let me look at it from this angle and that angle and this angle and then try to form a perspective that's fair based on looking at things from multifaceted ways. And I, I kind of got that from this episode with that storyline, but where were they going with the, oh, but you checked on Taylor. You checked on his situation. He's a white guy. You know, I, I really didn't see where they were. I was kind of disgusted by that whole situation, how they wrote. He's a principal. The, the pressures, I mean, he's still, he's a principal, but he's yeah. still human. Humans make mistakes. And so the way they came at him, putting all this blame on him because he didn't double check, Effie never came to him. And as a teacher, yeah, True. he should have followed up. I, I, I totally get that. But it's just like, I don't see how this was really his fault. This is what he saw. He saw so. one kid so. getting beat up mm -hmm. by three kids. I mean, take color out of it. One against three. That To me, that just, it doesn't add up. See, I wish we could go back. I wish I could remember because there was so much, there was so much noise around surrounding this story so was there a time in an episode where the kids were like but this is what happened where they were trying to get it they were trying well, even to when I don't, they came even, I don't they recall didn't say the, that. No. the kids ever explaining the whole situation exactly. they just saw like oh you're penalizing the Hispanic kids you so know. no one ever so we we never saw the kids tell Dixon but y'all but Dixon but principal yeah. this is what we never but saw he that grabbed her. and, it's, and yeah. then to be on Dixon's side again if Effie was getting sexually assaulted, why didn't Effie come to him and say it before before telling right. these boys to go beat up another? That was right, Effie. That I mean, I don't, I really don't see how they got mad at him over that. Okay, well, let me say this: because the the lady, Latina lady, said to um to Dixon, well, maybe that's why she came to me and not you. And I'm thinking, as a woman, I probably would go to my female teacher and say, you know, Miss Johnson or Miss, you know, Davis, I was sexually assaulted before I would say Mr. Joshua. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was sexually assaulted. And, so. I, and I think Effie already had, because before that, there was already, that teacher was known, at least to the Latino community, that he, they felt already that he was biased in some yeah. way. With the whole, I think, the, remember that was the lunch situation? Oh, the, like way the, back the breakfast or the, of, yeah, the food or that whatever. That was setting him up. Yep. That was a setup. So I could see how Effie didn't go to him and, and rather go to someone who, her same gender and who shares a, you know. The same, same ethnic background, same ethnic too. background, yeah. See, Erica, you and I disagree because I, again, I think we have to look past our biases <laughs> and say, the whole the Taylor thing. They they definitely ambushed Dixon at that board meeting with the Taylor thing, and that kind of went over my head at first too. But I think the point of that that ambush was to say, well, the white kid got special attention, but the kids but, in your school who are ethnic didn't get special attention. This wasn't. But they tried to make a point. It wasn't just the white kid that got special attention. This was a kid who just came from a horrible situation. Okay. So of course you would want to double check. This kid just got in, was having all the stuff in the media about rape. Okay, wouldn't you, as a principal, double check? This kid is coming yeah. to my Why school now. That didn't make that, sense to me. It's meant they were trying to pin Taylor on like, him. The whole, the, this they were. Like, I would have been like, this ain't my fault. And, and that's what he was like. He was like, this is not my fault. But on the other end, that the fake friend, the snake in the grass, the Latina lady. Yeah. Um, and guys, please forgive us because I, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I don't. Know. It escapes me at the moment and has escaped me throughout this entire season. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't my favorite. She, she has she has her own agenda, which she told Dixon. Mm -hmm. I have my own agenda, and I think that was a storyline in itself. But I think the other, the major storyline was, was Dixon completely neglecting the kids in his in his in his um, school because he did not look past 
the n-word he didn't look past his own color biases that's what i think the marshall storyline is no no I, I think dixon has dixon has a good heart i believe I and he so has too. every good yeah. intent he really wants to be able to do what he can for his school but he's so much is expected of him with so little resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can he really do? I feel bad for the guy. I do too. You know, I, I, I don't put a lot of the blame on him. I mean, I could say, I mean, some people would, but I, I'm on his side. Okay. It's, it's because you're black and he's black. And you know what? People, people may think that. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's just like when, when, when you see something going on in front of you and you have so much else to deal with, like it's not every day that you'll just be like, okay, well, let me find out exactly why all this happened. I just see what I see and I discipline based on what I saw. I'm, I think the school system failed him. So oh, yeah, he I think failed, so. The, the okay. failed the school. I, I mean, that's, and this is a true story throughout you know schools and throughout our country is the fact that there's so much to deal with, so little resources, but yet you have you have uh, teachers who really mean well, but their hands their are tied. Spending their own money and stuff. Yeah. You have a lot of teachers spending their own money out of their own pocket they, we to do. make ends you know yeah. meet. It's crazy. So we did Taylor and we did Sebastian. We did Becca, Dan, Steph. We did Leslie, Kevin, Terry, Michael. Talked about Eric and his mom a little mm-hmm. bit. Did we miss any other? Th- any major, we talked about Marshall. Talked about Marshall for the first time for <laughs> at length. Do we miss anything else major? Any Eric's well, Peter coming back because the mom. Oh went yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that was interesting. It's it's sad that that mother is so judgmental. She, she, oh, the church folks. Uh, I don't want them looking at me. Well, they don't look at you funny anyway, sweetie, are. for ditching your sons. Yeah. During the time, I just I can't. I'm not going to even speak on that. Can we do some predictions really quickly, please? Mm. Predictions, Josh. Last episode. Last episode finale. Wait, what are your wait. Predictions? Okay. Mm. Was the was the whole um um Regina King? Or what's her character's name? Terry. Terry. Yeah. That whole issue, with her, the scene with. In the restaurant was that this episode or last episode? I don't know. That was I don't know. Three episodes. Yeah. That pre- was not three episodes. What's your ago? prediction, was, okay, Josh? Episode before last. The prediction. Um, no, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> My prediction would have to be that. Well, we know it's not going to all come too full from seeing last season. You don't know that. No. But um, I guess this is what I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping something is resolved in a positive way. No mm-hmm. more fighting evil with evil and bad on bad because it's not getting us anywhere. So I'm just hoping that, you know, Taylor gets the help he needs. Obviously, mm-hmm. he needs some help. And just every everything is resolved in a way that it, it's, it helps out the children. I mean, that's what we're here for. Right? Josh, give us a My good prediction. prediction. Uh, Leslie will, in the end, will remain... <laughs> you know, come off scot-free and False. unscathed. Okay. My prediction is that Sebastian, who drove all the way across the country, for what, is going to go to prison. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. He seems like he would murder somebody to me. <laughs> He's, he, he gives me this really creepy vibe. Like He's he very creepy. meet some girl online and Yes. Do something. Of all the characters who've done illegal stuff in this show, he's going to be the one who gets arrested. Watch. <laughs> that would be, be so funny. Guys, thank you for watching American Crime Season 2, um, Episode 9 review on After Buzz TV. I'm Erica Renee Davis. You can find me on Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram at Erica Renee D. Hi, I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social media, Erica J A Y E Green. And I'm Joshua Johnson. You can find me on social media at JJ the Talented. And um, guys, thank you for watching. We appreciate your comments. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Twitter and use the hashtag um, ABTV American Crime. We're going to continue this conversation on social media throughout the week. Cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say about this episode and getting ready for next week. We cannot wait. See ya. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.